the Doing Good Model and Essence of Life Radio present Good Talk, one-on-one conversations with leaders and various experts on the question of whether doing good is good business. And today, we have the pleasure of hosting Professor Maury Piperl, Dean of George Mason University's School of Business, who has been working for many years on the topic of leadership and career in the context of global change. Prior to joining George Mason, Maury was Director and Dean of Cranfield School of Management, one of the UK's leading MBA and executive development institutions. Before Cranfield, he spent 11 years on the faculty of the London Business School and 10 years as Professor of Leadership and Strategic Change at IMD in Switzerland. Before becoming a professor, he worked for IBM, Murr Lynch, and LE Key Consulting and as a research fellow at Harvard Business School. Maury holds a BS in Engineering from Princeton University and an MBA, AM, and PhD from Harvard University. Outside his teaching and research, he sits on the boards of several startup companies and SMEs in areas as diverse as medical foods, energy conservation, and career development. Welcome, Professor Piperl. So good to have you with us today. Thank you, Sharon. It's my pleasure. With all your extensive experience, can you tell our listeners a little more about your work at Mason? Sure. In fact, uh, the experience that I had before Mason never fully prepared me for Mason because what we have there is just a very large, very diverse state university uh, serving so many people. And in my previous institutions, they were more uh, private, more focused on let's say, uh, executives in global businesses or high-performing MBA uh, candidates. But at Mason, we are trying to be a little bit of everything to everybody. And that's quite interesting for me, but I am still learning how to do it. But the main point is we try to offer opportunity uh, and excellence at the same time, and it's a great mission. That's wonderful. And you also chartered the Center for a Better World at Mason? Yes, in fact, uh, because, because the purpose of business has always been very important to me, the, the long-term view, uh, building a better world. We started about four years ago now, three and a half, four years ago, a Business for a Better World Center, which is part of our School of Business, but also has faculty affiliates from all 12 schools in the university. So we are really looking to cross the lines, to be interdisciplinary and help solve problems. Mostly we want to give opportunities to our students to learn about and work on, spend time on projects that have to do with the improvement uh, of the wider world and the role of business in doing that. That's wonderful. So you're really putting an emphasis on doing good within the business um, education. Yeah, I think it's fundamental. And even um, if you ask the students they want to do that. We don't have to convince students today. Maybe it's a little different from what it used to be, but there is a lot of demand from our students and some of our other stakeholders to work on issues that are about improving the future and figuring out how business can help to do that. So it was pretty easy to find lots of interest in uh, this center, and now we're just trying to make sure we are using our resources effectively and making the most of it. That's wonderful. And I know you've been in Mason for about five years now. That's right. I came five years ago. I was uh, formerly the dean of the Cranfield School of Management in the United Kingdom. Uh, after actually spending about 30 years uh, in, in Europe, UK and Europe, and, and uh, this was for me a return to my hometown, Washington, D.C., but I had really never worked there 
before. So really quite interesting to, uh, to see how it's changed and to understand things that I never had a chance to work on before. And in all your experience working in the business world and in academia, what is doing good in business to you? Yeah, that's, that's the big question, right? Number one, it has to do with, are you thinking about something more than just making money? Now, I'm not saying that you don't make money. Of course you have to. You have to be a, a business that uh, will um, be able to continue. Uh, but it probably will have to change as it continues. And beyond making money for the owners or the shareholders, I think the fundamental point about doing good in business is that we should be together improving the state of the world, right? Not just for today, but for the future generations. This is not incompatible with the basic purpose of business and capitalism, but sometimes we don't look enough to see how we are performing on that dimension. And I think it's um, not difficult to do that. In fact, our Business for a Better World Center is developing uh, a, a metric uh, for uh, the, uh, the social impact of uh, business, you know, how they are performing on the, the wider uh, levels. It's important to take into account, yes, the profitability and the business viability, and also the social impact and also the global and environmental impact. So if we are able to do that, I think the capitalist system, uh, as my, my former uh, PhD colleague, uh, Rebecca Henderson at Harvard has written, the, the capitalist system is the best system if we make sure we are including the wider stakeholder set and that wider set of goals. So you're lo really looking to help um, businesses measure the impact that they have on society and on the environment. Yeah, at some level, you have to have some good, reasonable measures that show what you're doing. I, I always say you don't have to show not to tell, right? It's important to be able to demonstrate results, whether Absolutely. you are in, in business, uh, in, you know, in theater, in politics, in the military. You, you have to be able to show what you are doing that makes a difference. And sometimes um, finding a way to do that that is really objective can be difficult. So we are trying to, along with many other uh, groups, uh, people in the world, we are trying to help businesses to be able to measure objectively their impact uh, on the, the global future, let's say. Wonderful. To what extent do you think doing good is present in the academic setting today? Yeah, that's uh, another great question. I think more than ever, which does not necessarily mean enough, right? I mean, we, we have been focused in academia for a long, long time, really on two things. One, um, providing opportunity for students to get their education, uh, I prefer to talk about education than about credentials, but of course they also get credentials. And the other, doing research which will help um, us understand the world, right? Kind of pure scientific research, but also I think more and more to do research which helps us to improve the world. Uh, so if, if academia is only focused on the student education and on the scientific research, Yes, of course, some good comes out of that. But if we are focused even more on, are we doing the education 
that's going to help students improve the world? Are we doing the research that will help us to solve the big problems of the world? Then we're going to end up doing more good and even more good if we give the faculty and the students and the other constituents more and more opportunities actually to go out and do project work and such that is about improving uh, the state of the society and the world around us. And so that's part of what we try to do at Mason. I think, to your question specifically, academia is trying more and more to do that. We get more and more demands from students, faculty, staff, alumni, donors to do that. But maybe we're not completely there yet. You know, we have more to, we have more to do. There's so much work, more work to be done. What do you see as the role of academia in advancing the business world towards doing good? Yeah, well, to do that, we have to partner with the business world, right? And so Absolutely. I have been to, uh, we're members of a number of uh, global organizations, some specifically in business education, some in the wider education world, and some in the business world and the policy world. So the, the big one, let's say, is the United Nations Global Compact, which is connected to the Sustainable Development Goals, and its purpose is to bring business to uh, make progress on the goals. Now there is a part of that called the Principles for Responsible Management Education, uh, which our former president, Angel Cabrera, uh, was involved in developing, um, and I have been involved in for many years at several different institutions. This is to say, how do we run business schools and train the leaders of the future to be able to help businesses to work toward the goals? Now no business is gonna work toward all 17 goals, but each business certainly has a few uh, of those, the two, three, four, where, where it's really kind of central to their mission or their context, how they can help. And so we, we are trying to make sure, and the Global Compact is trying to make sure, that we help businesses help the world. The good news is there is tremendous momentum now in um, the business world among, for example, CEOs of uh, global companies, uh, but also investors, more and more funds which are trying to target their investments toward uh, sustainable projects, sustainable companies, startups. One of my former students, MBA student from actually from IMD in Switzerland is uh, involved in uh, startups in that uh, stage, in that sector. So I, I think the uh, we're moving in the right direction, uh, and the more that we can and that I can help to connect uh, different parties who have a, this common interest, uh, the more we're likely to get results, again, that we can show. And once people kind of see these things happening, then it builds on itself. My belief is that we are at that inflection point on this big S curve, and we are starting to move uh, into the majority of businesses and people uh, wanting to make this happen. And you've seen this this change. Yeah. What difference do you notice between students today and how they view doing good in business, and how they used to view it generations ago? Yeah, it, it's it's the right question. I, I just want to make sure I don't overgeneralize, right? Because we can we can stereotype, we can talk, but the student and our students at Mason come from you know all kinds of backgrounds. Most uh, most of them actually. Uh, do not identify actually as a majority, so uh, white uh, men is a minority at Mason. Uh, about uh, something like 40% of our students are the first one in their family, first generation in their family to go to university. Um, so for many of the students, it is, it is a very practical matter. 
they are working part-time or even full-time while they study with us because they have to. They don't have a choice. Um, so they are not coming to Mason necessarily and say, hey, I'm coming to college because we're going to change the world because they are just trying to make a life for themselves, which is important, right? However, you also have plenty who don't have quite the same constraints, right? Um, and and uh, might be easier for them to be thinking this way. But the point is that in the experience we have as one university, that we keep offering the opportunities, right, to be focused on the bigger picture the longer term. And we have in our business school some courses that we require now, as about the last six or seven years, called Business Foundations, which includes the global context of business, as well as communicating, bridging, and being able to, um, to uh, work with other parties uh, from different backgrounds. So, yes, I think today there is overall uh, more demand, more expectation from students at university that we focus on the longer term and the bigger social issues. But any given student, any given group of students may have other constraints, may have other uh, reasons for being there. So, not to overgeneralize, I would say that the total amount of energy focused now on how we're improving the world or sometimes keeping the world from going even worse <laughs> is a big part of uh, what students expect. But this is also reflecting, I think, the wider society and the, the wider world. And when I was in university 100 years ago, uh, we also had big issues at the time. It was how do we help to uh, pressure uh, the South African government to end apartheid, right? So that tells you I'm an old guy. Um, but but that there are issues important to every generation, to every time. But I think the issues now might be bigger, broader, not just about a specific place or a specific law, but now about the state of the world for future generations. And I think it's right. We should do it. It's a global world, and yeah. you've worked internationally. Um, <laughs> To your um, thinking, how are international organizations coming together to advance doing good in business? Yeah, uh, another great question. Um, some, you know, better than, than maybe they were, and yet still, uh, I think in the whole, in the whole uh, public sector, not-for-profit sector, it's difficult for an organization with a strong mission and strong leaders and a history to say, okay, we're gonna open up and collaborate fully with another organization with a strong mission and a strong history and strong uh, leadership. It's, it's happening more. Uh, I do like uh, what the UN organizations have been, have been doing. Um, but even, <laughs> I, sh I, I shouldn't say, but even in management education, we have a few organizations in the same space. Uh, and I have been uh, active in, in as many of them as I can. And sometimes they collaborate, and sometimes they don't. Uh, and the, the, the job I think we have is to keep uh, pushing them to, to, to get together. Right? I think the same is the case in other not-for-profit sectors, by the way. Of course, yeah. of course. Uh, and what else do you think can be done to advance this synergy between organizations to increase impact? I think... The thing that works best is to go 
project by project and again to show the results. And then if you are able to include uh, a few different organizations in a project that say our Business for a Better World Center is doing with our students, and we have collaborated with some, one uh, um, a medical company, Kaiser Permanente, Kaiser Permanente for uh, free clinics in an area that is underserved, right? And the students are helping with that, as well as our School of Public Health. And then you can you can talk about it. You can show you know how that's working. And then the next time, you know, um, you have a project and you see some organizations that maybe could be involved, you can show them the previous experience and say, hey, you know, this is what it looks like. How we do it. And even more importantly be open to having even more people in the collaboration. Maybe it's not just two schools in our university, maybe it's several universities. Uh, so for example, we, we hosted recently the conference for the Principles of Responsible Management and Education uh, North American chapter, and it was all about, okay, you know, how do we work together? And what does it look like? I, I, I had a, uh, hosted a conversation in that conference with my colleague, uh, who is the dean of our School of uh, Peace and Conflict Studies, right, Conflict Resolution. What does it look like when business gets involved in solving international conflict? This has been a subject I have been working on for 25 years, uh, and it is great to have people in the conversation who are not just the business people, not just the business teachers or the business students. So the more we are able to bridge the more we're able to collaborate on specific things. I think the more natural it becomes and the easier it becomes to then ask organizations to collaborate because they have a reason. The reason is the result. I like to, I really believe the most important thing we work for is results and impact. And if we know what those can be, then we work backwards from there how we can come together to make it happen. Much more powerful argument then talking about organization structure and then maybe we can get impact. Absolutely. And there's so much work you've already been involved in. What else do you see yourself doing moving forward? Oh, me? <laughs> uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, I, I have studied careers for many years. It was my academic subject of study, but I, I don't know that I ever figured out my own. Um, you know, because I started as an engineer and a musician, I wound up going to business school, and then I became a business consultant, then I did a PhD to become a business professor, and eventually a dean in two different countries. Um, again, I think more and more the most important thing is impact, so I'm gonna be finishing my term, I have a five-year term as dean at George Mason, finishing that this summer. Uh, I'm gonna get six months uh, sabbat sabbatical, my first time ever to have a period to uh, reflect and, and think and write. Uh, uh, without having to be in the in the school. What a gift. Yeah, it is a wonderful gift, thank you. Um, and and uh, then I, I will be the uh, senior fellow in the office of the provost in our university, so I'm what I'm hoping to do is to start to build more bridges across the university and with other universities, and in particular, because it's difficult when you are a big school in a big American state with all the local constituents, right, which has to be the most important thing, but it is difficult then to help get a more global view because you are so busy with everything that's happening right around you and you work for the, for the state government, not for the country, not for the, the world. So I'm hoping to be uh, one of the people there who is constantly helping to build bridges more broadly because I have this uh, global history uh, and even to connect uh, more. Uh, for example, with uh, the Doing Good uh, group here and the, the work uh, that is happening 
based in uh, Israel, but uh, also in uh, in other places to help our students build a better world. Now, for me, it can be as a professor in the center, can be as a fellow in the university, can just be a member of these uh, organizations. I serve on a few boards, some not-for-profit, some for-profit, and I will try uh, to put the pieces together in a way where I can, let's say, add the most uh, value, be, be, be the most uh, impactful, uh, because I think that's, uh, that's the most important thing. But if I can include some of the arts, uh, I will also be happy, because I love that. Uh, I have just joined the board uh, of the National Philharmonic Orchestra in Washington, so that's uh, exciting. And uh, uh, whenever I teach um, a leadership and change, I always use some musical examples to connect with uh, the lesson, you know, something that has to do with what we're trying to, to work on. So, And I'm also going to be doing some more um, writing of stories, case studies on new companies that are or even some old companies that are doing more and more to include stakeholders uh, to to make a culture that is much more human, uh, where people want to be, not just because of the customers and the business model, but also because of the community that is built there. Uh, I was just visiting one in Milano last week, which I hope I'm going to do a, a case on. So if I can help to show, once again, you know, the examples that are making a positive difference, then uh, I think I will be making good use of my time. That sounds wonderful. And you've had such a fascinating path and so much uh, inspiration in um, everything that you're planning to, to do and achieve. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such an inspiration to hear you and to listen to you. And I thank you so much for being here today. It's my great us. pleasure, Shira. Thank you for having me and uh, all the best. Thank you.